That's a great testimony. I love hearing testimony. I love hearing what God's doing. Um, man, beautiful. Yeah, it does look so good in here. Um, the Christmas spirit. Hey, how many of you guys like decorate before Thanksgiving? You're weird. You guys are weird. You guys are so weird. We have like a hard and fast rule in our house that like until it, we pass Thanksgiving, then we can listen to Christmas songs. Like th- that's when the season begins. So you guys that do that, you're just weird. You're so weird. I'm just playing. Uh, wow. Um, well, if you haven't been here in the past couple weeks, um, good news is love's a pretty big deal in God's eyes. Uh, and, and we've been talking a lot about that. <laughs> we've been talking a lot about uh, love, and um, very specifically, uh, loving intentionally together. Loving intentionally together. We believe that that is a, a huge emphasis that the Lord is, is bringing forth and wants the body, the saints, to, to recognize, to take hold of, and to just understand in, in deeper measure. That's loving intentionally together. And, and love there. When you break it down, it's, it's the commandment that Jesus gave us, and that is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And there's three aspects to love. It's loving God first and foremost. He's our creator. And then it's loving yourself properly so that you can properly love your neighbor. It's loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And so the Lord's just been working on us in big ways um, regarding just that self-love. And uh, I, I know that someone in this room, maybe multiple people, or somebody listening on the stream, just needs to hear this morning that you are absolutely enough. You are absolutely enough. You are absolutely enough. You need to know that. You are absolutely enough. You have enough in you. You have enough to bring to him your life. You have enough to get through the season you're in or the moment you're in. You, you, you are enough. You have the strength to do it. You have the strength to do it. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's a, it's a very special prayer that Jesus prayed. If you put up John 17, please. Uh, in verse 20, first off, before, um, before I read this, in the second chapter of Hebrews, verse 1, it says, um, let, us play, let us pay close attention to what we have heard so that we don't drift away from it. That's what the, the writer of Hebrews said. Let us pay close attention to what we have heard so that we don't drift away from it. You hear the intentionality behind that? So when I say that you know, the emphasis for us is to love intentionally together, there's an intentionality behind recognizing and resting on and believing what we have already heard. Some of us have heard this verse, and if you haven't, this is a, your life's about to change. Um, and I don't take, I'm not just saying that lightly. When Jesus said this 
in John 17, 20, he's talking to his father. This is before the cross, and this is not one of those, Father, well, if it's your will, um, let it happen. This is a, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, God's Son, is aligning his voice and decreeing what the Father has already willed to take place. And so that's this type of prayer. It's not like the prayer he prayed when, in the garden where he said, Father, before the cross, Father, if there's any other way, take this from me. But not my will, but yours. This is a, this is a different type of prayer that he's praying. This is a straight decree where he's just aligning his voice with the will of the Father. And so he says this. He says, I don't ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. He's referring to the apostles. He says in 21, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I'm in you, that they all that they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I've given to them so that they would be one even as we are one. I in them and you and me, so that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them, even as you have loved me. Pay close attention to that. Don't drift away from the reality of what the Lord and Savior, your Lord and Savior, your personal Lord and Savior, had declared. That just as he is in the Father, that he would be in you. And that you would be one with him and the Father. And that we all would be one. Not Grace Christian Fellowship. The whole body of Christ. All of us. Don't drift away from just that beautiful high priestly prayer of Jesus Christ. This is the new reality that it's you, your Lord, and your God as one. Wow. Can we just pause there for a minute and just. You're enough. You have the access to the Father now. We're one with our Creator, we're one with our Lord. 
now, throughout all of eternity. God is one, and through Christ we are in him. You are one with God, and we are one with God through Jesus Christ. It's amazing. Does that blow anyone else away? This is the new reality. This is, this is what God has called us to believe and have faith in. This whole year, we've, God has put before us this theme of, of just a focal point of faith, just stepping out in, in faith. And this is the hallmark of what we believe, that we are now one with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are now one with our Creator through Him. And we are all now one together in His name. Church down the block, church across the country, church that views that verse different than you do. We're all one. And it's love that bonds us together. That's it. That's the focal point. And so, Believing that. Believing that you're one with the Lord. Believing that he's paid such a high price for you. He sent his son so that you could be one with him. Recognizing that and owning that personally. When you do that, you'll find this just, there's such a, such a high mark, such a high value for your life. In Galatians, we talked um, a bit about this, uh, this great verse. Um, Paul's writing, it's in five, Galatians 5, 6. He says, uh, when, and I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. And, and I read from the Passion Translation um, from time to time. I, I do it before you, and uh, I don't necessarily always study from it. Uh, I usually study from you know, the English Standard Version or the New American Standard uh, version because it's a more word-for-word uh, translation from either the Hebrew or the Greek. Um, the Passion Translation is a rather loose trans. Uh, say I'll, I'll call it a translation, rather loose. Um, but there's a lot of interpretation from the writer. Okay. However, I think it's absolutely beautiful the way that he conveys the heart and the message of certain things that I like to bring forward to you, um, things that have been stirring me. So. Um, do with that as you will. Enjoy, enjoy it. Um, enjoy all versions of Scripture. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. Uh, in verse 6, When you're joined to the Anointed One, circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living in the faith that works and expresses itself through love. I'll repeat that last part again. The only thing that matters is... Your faith expressing itself through love. So the word faith, I always, whenever I hear the word faith, I always interchangeably in my, in my mind see that as also believe. It's the same word. Whatever you believe, whatever you have faith in, is it expressing itself through love? So uh, as we just said, uh, the heart of what the Lord is telling us uh, with this prayer that he prayed in the garden to his father he said that they would be one, that I would be in them, that they'd be in me, 
just as I'm in you and you in me. They're all one. We're all one. Do you believe that? And if so, is it expressing itself in love, in the way that you handle life? Is it the way that you handle people? Is it the way that you handle yourself in the mirror? I heard Bill Johnson um, talk on this. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. It was the same week we talked about this. Uh, I heard, also heard him preach on that message. And I like the way he put it. He says that faith, excuse me, uh, love is the vehicle that faith rides in on. Love is the vehicle that faith rides in on. So in other words, is, what matters is your faith expressing itself through love. So in other words, it doesn't matter what you believe. If, 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 if what you believe is not being brought forth in love, it's not, it's not getting to the destination. It's not landing. There's a self-love aspect. You got to love who you are because he does. He loves who you are. And there's this point of access that we have with the Father since Jesus prayed that. This access to the Father. This has been really big. The Lord's just been highlighting this to me. Just this access that we have. I've talked about it a couple times. I love how Hebrews puts it uh, in the Passion Translation. And now, this is chapter 10, verse 19. uh, And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and without hesitation. For he has dedicated a new life, giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. And since now we have a magnificent high priest to welcome us into God's house. Let us come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at distance from him. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity. And we have been freed from an accusing conscience. We've been freed from an accusing conscience. Now we are clean, unstained, and presentable to God inside and out. So wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. You've got a hope that lives inside of you. This is what Jesus is talking about. You're one with the creator. You have this expectation, this hope, of the good that's going to come in any situation because of what dwells in you. You've been washed clean from a guilty... Has anyone ever had a guilty conscience? An accusing conscience? Man, i got to fight that a lot. Because the enemy, he's a liar. He's just going to talk lies about you. He's talking about lies. He's just going to bring forth just trash to you. Stuff that's just not true. Anything that... Once... Once he, the devil's got ears. Once he heard Jesus pray this prayer, it was like, oh, shoot. If this is actually true, <laughs> uh-oh. And so his whole MO is to get us away from understanding and 
parking in that reality that Jesus spoke, that God brought to pass when he raised Christ from the grave and poured forth Holy Spirit into us that we would now be one with the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. And now everything that the devil's going to tell you is to try to get you away from that reality that you have a hope that lives inside of you. Tracking with me? We've been, Lord gave me this phrase, it's, 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 we've been washed now for worship. We've been, we've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. We've been washed clean, and now we can just enter into a lifestyle of worship. Freed from a guilty conscience, freed from missteps, freed from sins, freed from ways we've hurt other people, freed, freed from the ways we've hurt ourselves. And God's just like, you know what? I have forgiven you. It says we have an advocate with the Father. It's the, it's the man, Jesus Christ. It's every time the Father looks at you and, and you look at yourself and you see something wrong, you got Jesus that poof, pops up. He's like, they're good, Father. No, they're good. No, they're good. They're with me. They're with me. We're good here. And I was like, yes, I know, I know, yes, yes. Yeah, but I'm so stupid. I did this, you know, like, you know, I'm so mad. I just, they're, he, she's good. They're with me. And I believe the Lord, oh, is just breaking down walls of what we currently understand as worship. I believe he's breaking down walls, blown off the roof of our current understanding of worship. Romans 12.1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. That was English Standard Version. I'll read another translation. This is the Passion. I, uh, beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercy? So the marvelous mercies is God's withholding of judgment from the sins that we've had, the ways we have not measured up to our original design, to his holiness. Because you can't just approach the throne of God. You just can't approach God's presence and have such filth on you being unstained from the world. And rest assured, that is what we had prior to Jesus, prior to accepting the sacrifice, what's referred to as the propitiation of our sins, the payment of our sins. So what's our response to now this mercy where God says, I'm gonna withhold all this judgment, this punishment from you, that's mercy. So what's our response to that? What should be our response to such an amazing thing? Here's his answer, Paul writes, to surrender. Our answer should be this, to surrender yourselves to God. 
to be a sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights God's heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. It's your life. It's your life lived with him in Christ, being one with him, knowing that in the season that you're in, the good, the bad, whatever, it's declaring that I'm going to worship you in this God because I can. I'm one with you. There's nothing in this moment that separates me from your amazing, miraculous power, and I'm in it with you. It's waking up in the morning saying, God, I'm just going to worship you today. I'm just going to acknowledge you. It doesn't mean I'm just going to start pl- pressing play on you know, my favorite playlist. It's, it's, it's the awareness of where we are in relationship to him, his presence, and what's in us. And that we're one with him. And we're going to do this day with him. I'm going to work out with you. I'm going to, I'm going to write emails with you. I'm going to call people with you. I'm going to do the laundry with you. I'm going to do the dishes with you. I'm just going to do it with you because I know I'm with you in the spirit of Jesus Christ. No matter what the situation is, I'm going to choose to worship you in this. And I've been finding myself very intentionally having to, to put myself into that mindset and just to say, you know what, even though my heart might be beating a little bit faster in this moment because I just got this news and how many, I can probably say that some of you might relate to me. You hear some information and then you start to like, like you know, it just like starts rising and you're like, no, you get down there. I'm worshiping today. God, I'm going to worship you through this. Worshiping, God, just through sometimes the, the suck of life. Sometimes these things suck. And I'm just being real. You're going to worship him through it, though. And that's just what we do. We're people of worship. We've been washed clean. Now we're in his presence. And it's the living sacrifices that say, God, we're yours. This is our genuine expression of worship. Not when Jess and Glenn play for us. That's awesome. It's beautiful. But it's, a, it's, it's this constant flow of life in spirit. That's what he's been looking for. And Jesus spoke about this. In John 4, Jesus says this. He said, uh, But the hour is coming, 423 through 24, But the hour is coming and is now here. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. The Father is seeking us to worship Him in spirit. When I first, I don't know about first, I always thought that that was like... (laughs) Like, that meant speaking in tongues. It's a form of spiritual worship. But I always thought that was like, well, you know, to worship God, you know, worship Him in truth, and then also in spirits. That means that it's, it's referring to speaking in tongues. Wrong. It's your life lived in spirit. It's where you can now perceive spiritual things with Him. 
Like Jesus, uh, we hear in the records and scriptures that, that his, he perceived in the spirit certain things. It's where God is giving him revelation on things. And we can perceive what's going around us in the spiritual realm, what the Lord is up to, because he's very active right now. And we get to partake in that. Drew mentioned Danny and Carla and mom were uh, doing decorations the other, the other day. And uh, the guys came to help move some boxes. And, and the girls are running the show. And, uh, and we just weren't just standing there like, well, what do we do? 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 It was, you have this, and we all have this natural innate ability for when we see someone doing something, we jump in with them. We just jump in and help. I mean, of course, sometimes we'll ask and say, okay, is there, you know, how do you want me to, but just naturally, we get like, okay, if you're putting up a tree, I'm going to come over and help you put up the tree because I'm here to help you. In the same way, we do this naturally. The Lord Jesus Christ is calling us into this type of co-laboring with him and the Father spiritually, where we can say, Lord, what are you doing? And we can perceive now in the spirit what the Lord is up to. And where he's working in people's hearts and the things that are, are big and have emphasis right now. And, and, and just where he's like, hey, I'm over here now. We're doing this now. Don't say, I'm over here. We're, we're over here now. Come join me over here. Let's do this now. It's that life of having the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And we're growing in this in, in just great ways. Um, it's that life that has that sensitivity to the Spirit that, that God has just been longing for. He's seeking people to worship Him in such a way. Because it does worship Him. It takes the focus off of you, your ability to do something, the news, good or bad, that you got. It takes the focus off all of that and says, the focus is now on you, God, in the Spirit. Where are we? I know I'm washed clean. I'm in your presence. And what do you want to do? Let's hang. Let's Let's do it. Let's watch the game together. Let's, let's make that phone call together. Let's text together. And this is what I believe. I believe, because I've been seeing this a lot among us, and I've been seeing it in a lot of, of others, even outside this building, which is what we ought to expect. Brothers and sisters in Christ. It's the same Lord. He's Jesus Christ. He's the head of the whole church. <laughs> so, uh, Compass Church down the road, you know, uh, all the other different religions where Christ is the head. If we're paying attention, really paying attention to the Lord, we ought to see some common threads of what's going on. But this is what I see, and I've been seeing it in a lot of, a lot of others uh, outside this building as well, and that is this way that we're cultivating a sensitivity in our hearts to the promptings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. We're cultivating a sensitivity in our heart. It's, it's, to cultivate the soil would be like to prepare, to get ready. We're doing that with our hearts. I hear us, I see us, 
we're preparing our hearts in such a way where we can ask the question, God, what are you doing? And we can take action by faith to the promptings and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we can join God in on the work that he's doing. You're enough. You're worthy of this. You're worthy of that type of lifestyle. The same price that Jesus paid for me, he has paid for you. The same price that he paid for Peter in the Gospels and all the other apostles is the same price he paid for you. The same power, the same Holy Spirit that as we were hearing testimonies this morning that healed people by a handkerchief, by a shadow. It's the same power that rests in you and me. That's it. The Father's been looking and seeking for people to live such lives that are so sensitive to the promptings and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Where it says, who should I call? Who, who, who are we calling today, Father? You have great confidence, I want you to know, to approach the Father in such a way. Hebrews 4 says, let us with confidence draw near to the, th- to the throne so that we will receive mercy and find grace in time of need. Let us draw near with confidence. Where it's like, I'm, you've been washed clean. I was talking with Steve about... Um, some of the Lord was showing me a couple weeks ago, and that is it's like, regarding worship, it's like um, fire. All fire, any, any wood-burning fire is gonna look different than the next wood-burning fire, right? All wood's different, the way you prop it up and you know, however you do it, if you're in Boy Scouts, you're just gonna look far different than mine. Um, <laughs> All wood-burning fire looks different. And Lord, show me, that's like worship. All worship looks different. Because true, genuine worship is your life being a living sacrifice to the Lord. And there's no life that looks the same. We get that. Therefore, no worship should look the same. And the Lord is giving you a free pass right now He's, entering, he's allowing you to, to just open up your understanding saying it's okay that your worship does not look like somebody else's. In other words, it's okay for you to worship freely. It's okay for your life to worship God in such a way that doesn't look like Stephen Blacksmith's. Doesn't look like Carla Bova's. It could be, it's different, Okay. If you want to raise your hands up while we're praying, if you want to raise your hands up while you're singing, feel free. Because it's only his opinion of the position of your heart that matters. You have a free pass to worship freely. You have a free pass to worship freely. Your life is to look different in worship than mine. 
And it's like a fire, that all fires look different. But the smell of that fire is the smell of smoke. And that smoke smells the same across the board. And that's what it smells like to God, that aroma of your worship, of your life lived with the position of your heart for him. Ah, pure heart towards me, coming to me with confidence, Mm. accepting what I've paid for, Mm. living a life with me. Mm. Just smells so good, just so sweet to the Father. You are enough. You are enough. We are enough. We are enough. You've got enough in you. Enter that presence mentally. Nothing's changed spiritually. You've always got access. But right here is where we get tripped up. We get tripped up right here because we hear other voices, we see things in the flesh, we see the mirror, we see what we did yesterday, or we saw how we acted, and, 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 and sometimes we, we get real creative and we, we think about the future. <laughs> and the Lord's saying, I just want you to just be right here in this moment with me, where it's, we're just going to worship together, we're going to have fun together today, because you bring me great joy. You've been washed clean. My son has paid the price. You could enter into this position with me where you can come to me with anything that you need. You can enter my presence free of charge now. You've been washed clean. Now you can just worship freely. And if there's something you need, you need, you need mercy, you need grace. I'm an, I'm an abundant source. I'm an abundant source. Free worship, yes. Yeah. The Lord's unlocking this in your heart. I know it. As I'm speaking these words, there's an unlocking in your heart. It's a loosening in your heart to not try to be like somebody else because the world needs you, Daniel, to walk by the Spirit, to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Pat, oh, he just longs for you to be with him like this, consciously. So good. Father, in Jesus' name, thanks for opening up our eyes. Just release these things in us, Father, that we would not drift away from what we heard, but we would pay real close attention to what we have heard. We would be real intentional, Father, to adhere to what you have spoken, what Jesus has prayed, what Jesus spoke, what Jesus, our Lord, declared as now truth. Wow, Father, thank you that our hearts would just be free from judgment over ourselves and our worship to you, free from judgment of others, that we would stay in our lane and just love and worship you in the same way we see ourselves as you see us, and in turn that that would just flow out of us, that type of love would flow out of us so that we can love others in that same sweet way that our Lord did, God. Father, I love you, and I thank you for just landing the words that I've spoken right into the hearts of the hearers, Father. The change would be made. Value would be added to the lives around us, God, through your spoken word, as you have intended. 
In Jesus' name, amen.